Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show, brought to you by Fivo. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and frankly, I could not be more excited to bring back what I'm my most favorite humans and. I was going to say coverer of the 49ers, and I feel that that's not a real word that I just said, coverer, but um, 40 person who covers the 49ers. Sure. I mean, it's been a very big week of free agency and very busy, and so I, I'm not on all cylinders right now. Uh, so I'm going to stick with coverer because I feel okay. like I'm going to lean into it. I love that. Uh, one of my favorite coverers of the 49ers, Kyle Madsen of Niners Wire, co-host, I can't speak, co-host of the Candlestick Chronicles podcast. Kyle, lots of new faces on the San Francisco 49ers, said goodbye to a few earlier this week. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, a more active free agency period than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I really thought that it was going to be like when Colton McKivitt signed the, his two-year deal on, was that Friday or Saturday? Mm-hmm. Or Thursday? Thursday. Sometime last week. It wasn't Saturday. Last week. Last week, week. Thursday. It was definitely Thursday because I was driving to San Diego. Okay. And when he signed that, it was like, oh, wow, that might be like the biggest move they make. They signed Colton McKivitz. It looks like he's going to be their starting right tackle. Mm -hmm. And then very shortly after the the legal negotiating window opened, they signed Javon Hargrave, which was like it's Javon, by the way, just so you oh, know, sorry. we did our press Javon. conference with him today and he did say it is Javon. Just okay, that. perfect. Redo three, two, and one. <laughs> they signed Javon Hargrave. And I actually wrote on Niners Wire, I wrote a piece that came out the morning that the legal negotiating window opened. And it was a player from each team that the 49ers had signed. I saw it. Well done. And Thanks. And I was picking like fringe type of players, you know, the Cleveland Furls of the world mm-hmm. that are going to come in and and like, kind of fill out the edges of the roster. But when I got to Philly, they had so many good free agents. And I was like, I haven't picked a big name yet. I'm just going to pick Javon Hargrave. At the time I said Javon, because I didn't know the proper pronunciation. Totally fine. Totally fine. Now I'm going to say Javon, because now I know. And you wrote it. So no one knew, mm-hmm. actually. Totally. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to pick Javon Hargrave because I need to have a big name in here. No chance they're going to sign him, but it's a fun idea. And then he's their first signing. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a, it, it was such a table setter for a free agency period that to me has been the 49ers pushing their chips in the middle of the table. Absolutely. This was there. We are going to do this. We have a yeah. window. We are going to win the Super Bowl. Just try yeah. to stop us. Bet online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through to the Final Four and the championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use your promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And obviously, we have a lot of time between now and next February. And I know that we always say Super Bowls are won in March. Always. Everybody says that. 
everybody says that. So actually that reminds me, and I'm going to go back quite a bit here years ago when someone said, if we're interested in a game, Kaepernick was the quarterback and someone said something like when Kaepernick gets on that bus, he's so focused. And you said, Hey, I always say games are won and lost getting on the bus. And I thought it was funny. It was on Twitter. <laughs> somewhere we could probably find it. Um, I've often said that. Yeah. So if you get on the bus strong. You're in good shape. You're in really good shape. But um, Super Bowls are definitely won in March, but Super Bowls are potentially constructed in March. So we'll see. But this is definitely putting their chips to the middle of the table. It was a big signing for them. Uh, we got to meet the free agents today in some introductory Zoom press conferences that I'll talk about in a little bit. But we got to meet Javon. We got to meet Cleland. And we got to meet Isaiah. Um, Oliver. Yep. Thank you. Oliver. I was going to test myself in a minute. Uh, Isaiah Oliver. And um, we got to meet Sam Darnold. So oh. yeah. So that was, that was a good Fight time. On. Yeah. Fi- yeah. Big, big. <laughs> he mentioned Brian Greasy. So I was excited. Uh, yeah. Took a lot of strength not to, I mean, not that they would let me unmute myself probably for reasons like this, but to unmute myself and be like, go well. So, you definitely uh, said it out loud though, even though you were muted. But you could see my face because I had my camera on. So in my head, it was like. <laughs> I'm really proud of you for for not jumping on and doing that. Um, I, they, I don't think they let us unmute themselves. And again, this may be why. <laughs> yeah, but even if you could, I know you'd have the restraint not to. Oh, yeah. and I'm proud of you for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'd even try. I'd even go to that unmute button trying to see if I could do it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we got to meet them today. But we'll talk about that in a minute. But yes, yeah, so this was. It was a busy, it was busy adding players, the ones I just mentioned, reciting a few players, which just one more time for everybody, it's RE dash signing. You don't put the dash, they've resigned and not which is bad. It's so sad. <laughs> also, it would be interesting if they like if Jake Brendel resigned and didn't retire or something. Or like didn't, didn't sign with the other team. Resigned. Jake, you're a free agent. You don't need to resign. You can just <laughs> no, go I feel elsewhere. like I do. <laughs> I need to resign, but thank you for your time. <laughs> like, Jake, these are resignation papers. We don't need these. <laughs> like, Why do you do dear this? John and Kyle, thank you so much for all the best. This is my two weeks notice. <laughs> I would be actually so funny if in football terms you could do that, which does remind me for some reason when Monte Davis retired at halftime because the bills were so bad oh, that year. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. He just balances like, I'm done. I kind of respect it. I kind of respect it too. I wonder if he wrote a letter or if he just was like, I'm out. Yeah, he pre- his his two minute notice. Like, <laughs> He's I, like, by I the way, when I got two minute notice, um, which is kind of basic. But, anyways, we have somehow digressed. But this is why I like to be the pod with you because it's so much fun and we do digress. And your cat is here. Yeah, he's he's feeling it right now. My dogs There's... are super jealous. Though I've left the door open. They could come in here, but maybe they're not big podcast people, dogs. I don't know. I haven't sat with my cat all day and he's very clingy and I have these headphones on, which there's a string that he can play with. And I have a hoodie on there's strings he can play with. And he's just a needy cat. So right now is like, but this is his time. Yeah. (laughs) Like I need, I need about five 30. I'm usually on the couch anyways. Mm -hmm. So, so he's like, right. So we're recording this on Thursday. You guys are going to get to listen to it Friday morning, but, but yes, we are recording Thursday at five 30. So, as I said, we have some new faces. We have some that have resigned and said goodbye to some old friends, one of whom was supposed to have a press conference with his new team today. 
been postponed till tomorrow. Um, and one could only wonder if Jim It's Carl- honestly, the jokes are too easy. It's too easy. You know my hot take that he's going to be on the 49ers till the end of time. And I, I just want to know today's activities. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure he'll have a press conference tomorrow with the Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, could very well be back on this team by Saturday morning. So I think there's a lot of Niner fans listening to this who are probably also Giants fans, San Francisco, uh, San Francisco Giants fans. That's probably true. And the Carlos Correa thing that happened this offseason has, I think, scarred a lot of people in the Bay Area where the Giants announced that Carlos Correa's press conference was going to happen mm-hmm. and send out an email the morning of the press conference. Like the press conference has been postponed. Mm-hmm. That was it. And then it later got canceled. Mm-hmm. They didn't give any kind of date. This is something happened. I don't know what. Maybe there was a, a delay with the ink drying. Maybe traffic and Garoppolo couldn't get there. I don't know. I couldn't. Well, I don't think over. that's it because they posted him at the facility. Oh, boy. On their social media, on Instagram. Fun well, fact, he's very impressed with the facility, which I also found funny because he's been, Oh, actually maybe he wasn't there in Vegas. I don't know, but he's, he was very impressed. With the facility, they posted, in fact, not one, not two, but three reels of Jimmy Grant, one walking in the facility, one hmm. saying hi to Josh McDaniels, one saying hi to a few other people. So he's in the building. I just don't know what happened, but maybe he just prefers press conferences on Fridays, hmm. even though it's this fa- season he spoke on Thursday. <laughs> So the fact that it got postponed with a date leads me to believe like everything's fine and he's going to still be there. I'm sure that's true, but But, it's still, the jokes are too funny. And it's, it's so, I mean, it's a layup. And I just wondered like, is Sam Darnold at the 49ers facility furiously checking Twitter being like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. You probably like, it definitely is like goes into their mind a little bit. It has to, right? Yeah, I mean, it I totally so. has to. I just, I, this isn't going to happen, but I just, parts to me, fast forward to like late August, getting on another conference call with John and Kyle, who are so excited that they were able to bring Jimmy back on a one-year deal. Aren't you excited? I'm so excited. Everyone's excited. So much excitement. They it's thought this happen. was a possibility all off season. What? Yeah, yeah, we thought exactly. We thought this was a possibility all offseason. We planned for this. We just wanted to bring Sam Darnold in because, uh, you know, at the time, Jimmy was going to go the Raiders, but then there's really no better place for him to be. He knows Brock. He knows Trey. He fits right in here. Fourth quarterback. (laughs) Well, and at this point, they're like, you know what? Also, we think it's important to carry four starting quarterbacks on the roster. So that's what we're doing. Going forward, as we are recording, we are carrying. They all of a sudden they've had like not that much money tied up in quarterback, and all of a sudden the majority of the cap it's Hargrave, Nick Bosa's extension, and quarterback. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, That's it. I uh, I would be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo is anywhere other than the than the Raiders. I would be shocked as well, but the lips and I and perhaps by the time this goes live, which will be nine a.m. Pacific time on Friday morning. He will have actually signed the contract and has had his press conference, but that doesn't mean we haven't had fun, but I do wish right. Jimmy the best. Cause I really like Jimmy Garoppolo and he's a good guy and he's a class act and um, I wish him the best. But that being said, it's, it's over. 
They've said goodbye. See you Multiple later. times. Multiple times. So many times. Um, however, I did like a really nice reel in TikTok. So I feel like now it's like really done. <laughs> last time I didn't do that. <laughs> I knew there was a chance last time. This time. That's perfect. That's peak Tracy. This move is done. How do you know? Well, you check out my TikTok. <laughs> you may see my TikTok. I mean, John and Kyle might right now be like, you know, if he doesn't end up, if something happens and Kyle's like, no, 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 John, did you, did you not see Tracy's TikTok? It's done. It's over. Here. I would, if I had to bet money on the Niners bringing in another quarterback, mm-hmm. I would pick like Brian Hoyer, <laughs> who was just let go. By I know, Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. I would pick Brian Hoyer before I pick Jimmy. I think that's fair. I don't think they're going to bring in Brian Hoyer. You may remember that game where he threw a pass to Kyle Shanahan and Kyle. I think that was the beginning of the end. The Brian the end. Hoyer, the Brian Hoyer, Hoyer era was tough. It was a rough go. Yeah, it was a very rough go. Uh, so we said goodbye to Jimmy Garoppolo in theory, but we did say goodbye to Jimmy Garoppolo said goodbye to Mike McGlinchey said goodbye mm. to Emmanuel Mosley said goodbye to who else we say goodbye? A lot of people. We said goodbye to um, Aziz Alshire. Aziz Alshire. You have a list in front of you. I do. Go for it. It's your time oh, you, I thought you were guessing. I thought you were going to Oh, that's true. I was guessing. Okay, so I've gotten through Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike McGlinchey, McGlinchey Aziz Alshire, Emmanuel Mosley. Yep. Charles Menahu. Gone to the Chiefs. To the Chiefs. Um, Another defensive end. Yes. Oh my God. What is wrong with me? I don't know if he got it. It's because you put you're you're on the spot. It is because I'm on the spot. Yeah, Wait, this is always tough. Charles and who another defensive end. It's like on the tip of my brain. Give me a hint. Um, he has a biblical name. Oh, Samson Ebicom. There it is. Samson Ebicom. Um, oh, missing that- a key defensive back. I said Emmanuel Mosley. Oh, Jimmy Ward. What's wrong with me? But you know what's good for me is you give me one hint, maybe two. Yeah. And I that's the all. thing. No, that's the thing is if you were not on a podcast and you were writing these down, you would get them all. I definitely but would Because get them all. it's like, it's like when you're playing a game show and well, you're at home and you're like, wow, Wheel of Fortune so easy. Why are these people so dumb? Oh, but Daniel Brunskill. On... I also forgot Daniel Brunskill. That's a great one. Mr. Versatility. Well, I think the other There's one problem... more. I'd be, I'd be pretty impressed if you got this other one because when I was writing these down, I literally forgot about it until it came up on the internet when I was doing some research and was like, Oh yeah, that guy. Okay. That guy. And it's not Daniel Brums, Red scale. Oh, um, wait a minute. Did he go to the Titans? No, nope. no. Cause Daniel Brunsk went to the Titans. Right. Um, the Texans. He went to the Texans and it's not Jimmy Ward. Correct. Such a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> Hassan Ridgeway. Oh, Ridgeway. right. Hassan Ridgeway. Let me yeah. tell you why. I for, there's a couple reasons. A, the guys who le- who Monday went uh, uh, elsewhere, as far as I'm concerned, Monday was like 17 months ago. So by Tuesday, I'd kind of forgotten Monday had happened because so much happened Monday and then so much happened Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway, um, I feel like I barely knew him because of his pectoral injury. Yeah. And then yeah, that, that's why I forgot. And so <laughs> I, I actually think I should get a gold star for knowing the injury was a pectoral injury. Um, yeah. Another thing that. I had to Google. Uh, like, so, was it a knee? 
<laughs> pectoral. Um, so, okay. So that was everybody that they said goodbye. I mean, it's like a fair amount of people. Um, they still have a number, a number of their own free agents that have not signed places, including kicker Robbie Gold, uh, who I just know is going to come back and ruin my Jake Moody dream. But I just feel like that's probably going to happen. Moody's the kicker from Michigan who's coming out of the draft. Yeah. For those unfamiliar. And the 49ers met with him at the Combine. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case anybody thought I was just making this up out of nowhere. And if mm-hmm. you were to look at the roster right now, you know what they don't have? Okay. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, so there's that, but they do still have a few free agents. So, okay. So we went through everybody they've lost. Should we do it mm-hmm. again in a more succinct fashion? Should we see if I remember them all? Go for it. Okay. Mike McGlinchey, Jimmy Garoppolo, Hassan Ridgeway, Jimmy Ward, Daniel Brunskill, Aziz Alshire, Emmanuel Mosley, Samson Ebukam. Am I missing? I feel like I'm still missing one. Oh, Charles Amenahu. There it is. All right. You got it. Very good. Okay. So you guys, best of luck to you. We wish you all the greatest going forward uh, in your endeavors. Then they bring in the people that we have discussed, but I'm going to let you shine here because you have a list in front of you with takes. And I know that that was a big part of why I wanted you to come on today. Do you want me to just run down my list and just give like a quick take on all of them? I kind of do. This is my, this is here's, I want to give my my one Cleveland Farrell take though. And this is based on having nothing to do with how he plays football. So I'm going to start with that. Okay, great. But at his press conference day, he referred to Dick Bosa as Nikki Bosa. And if he does nothing else for this team, he gave us that, and I will be always be grateful. Sure. Nikki Bosa. No, yeah. I'm going to start calling him Nikki and just see Good how player. it goes. Good player. See how it goes. Nikki. Nikki All Bosa. Right. Go. These are just the order I wrote them down. I was trying to write them down in the order that they happened, like in chronological order, but I got them messed up at the end. So whatever. Okay. A lot uh, happened quickly there at the end. So I'm including re-signings, including yeah. Colton McKivitz, who I think is the front runner to start at right tackle. I don't think there's somebody that they're going to draft as late as that they're as late as they're drafting, who's going to push him. And I don't think there's anybody else on the roster. Who's really going to push him at that spot. Maybe Jalen Moore, but I think he's going to be the starting right tackle. Tayshawn Gibson also officially resigned real quick thing. I just want to say on Colt McKivitz, you remember mm-hmm. where you were when he resigned and you'll never forget you were driving to San Diego and that's special. Yeah, correct. Because I got an, I got an alert on my mm-hmm. email, but I could not open the email. And I was like, eh, it's probably not that important. So I put my phone down because I was driving. Okay. And uh, when I got to my destination, I opened my email on my computer. I was like, oh, <laughs> I got to do something about this. I got writing to do. <laughs> this is important. Um, as it turns yeah, out. it was. It turns out. Uh, Tayshawn Gibson. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you land on Tayshawn Gibson, but for me, I like on the, on a one-year deal, like in a vacuum for him, fine. He was, he was pretty good last year. I don't agree with the 49ers in the decision to replace Jimmy Ward with him. I'm raising my hand for those of you who are just listening. (laughs) I agree with you on that. I think he did an excellent job for them last year. Comes the team in August, but you have your nine-year veteran who's a top 100 safety. And, you know, I don't know if it was just that, like, looking at free agency and felt like we're not going to be able to afford to keep him, meeting Jimmy Ward. So Mm -hmm. we're going all in on this now basically pushing him elsewhere, <laughs> pushing him right. on his way right. is basically what they did. And maybe that's what it was that th- that was how they were going to, they were going to have to play it. 
but it's nothing against Tayshawn Gibson. I just don't understand that either. Yeah. Gibson's fine. Like he's not a bad player. No. And I'm guessing their plan is they're going to draft somebody in the third round, whether they trade up or wait until 99 or 101 mm-hmm. or 102, whatever. I, I don't know, but their plan is very likely draft somebody this year, develop them behind Gibson and then make them the starter next year. And that's fine. But you could have d- just done that with Jimmy Ward. You could right. have signed him for two years and then started your, your draft pick here in the next couple of years. I don't, I don't know. I, it's fine because like I said, it's not like he's a bad player. I just think that, uh, that Ward is a better player and they didn't necessarily need to let him walk. I agree. And I think there was a little level of, I don't want to use like a, I don't want to use a dramatic term, but I also am wondering if they just really don't like people named Jimmy. Cause I would say maybe both Jimmy's have not been treated with the same amount of respect that the gym, both those Jimmy's gave the organization. I'm just going with that. Totally. Just, just anti Jim. I think it's an anti I don't, it's okay. not a big, I think it's just after Harbaugh and Tom Sula. They're like, we're, we're done with this. So okay. it's, I, it's not a take that I would put a lot of stock in, but it's not one that I'd completely ignore either. Okay. All right. Very mm-hmm. good. Uh, I'm, <laughs> Bet you didn't see that one coming. I'm going to throw my tinfoil hat on just yet, but I'm making a note, just a little mental note. That's fine. Just saying neither were treated with maybe the utmost of respect that they perhaps. Sure. Uh, Jawan Jennings, exclusive rights free agent. They bring him back. God, Love I forgot that. about that. That feels like eons ago. I know, but, but yeah. I'm in. Like, Jawan Jennings is a good player. All in. Third and Jawan. Big time. Javon Hargrave, a home run. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, they needed help in the, in the, in the interior of their defensive line. He's there's nothing he can't like, he could be on the field for every single snap. He's not going to be, he's going to rotate out obviously, but the fact that he's going to provide pass rush from the interior with Nick Bosa, with Eric Armstead, with Drake Jackson and Cleveland Furl and whoever else they, they add, I'm guessing Jordan Willis will probably be back. Probably, but Still hasn't signed yet, but yeah, they're going to, they're just going to be, they're going to be deep enough on the edges that, that I, I, I think Javon, Javon, excuse me, Javon Hargrave, just to me, t- levels up an already good defensive line. Well, I think it, it, I know it's March, but I think it, at the moment, makes him the best defensive line in football. Hmm. There's my March take. Let's see if I feel the same way in September, October, November, December. But I, I, best defensive lines are built in March. The be- you know, that actually is not untrue <laughs> because. With free agency on a defensive line that was already really, really good. Mm-hmm. You bring in a player like that. I'm go. I'm saying it. Best defensive line in football. So let's actually. I'm going to go out of order here and just stick kind of with with uh, with the defensive line position. The Niners also brought back Kevin Givens and Ty McGill. Yes, and that's just like I've been so impressed with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and their ability to just fill out the fringes of a roster mm-hmm. and like okay rotational defensive linemen, they're going to have three or four guys just ready to go. Maybe not going to play every snap, but they're going to give you 12 to 20 snaps a game. And they're going to play really well in those 12 to 20 snaps. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Like that's, that's how you build a sustainable winner. And you get Javon Hargrave that makes up for the DeForest Buckner mistake and the, and the Javon Kinlaw whiff, which that's what I'm going to call it for now. Maybe he figures it out. Maybe he doesn't, but uh, you can't bet on it. No, it's March. And, so we can call it a whiff. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I just, I, I think they've done a really nice job rebuilding a defensive line that they clearly prioritize. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with that. And that is there. It's always been and there. And Cleveland Furl too. Your guy. I guess. Who was giving us Nikki. 
which is the best so far, the top contribution from any of the players I just named. I would say so far, that's true. Let's hope that's not how things continue. But thus far, on March 16th, when we're recording that, yes, recording this, yes, that's fair. They also brought in Isaiah Oliver, who you mentioned earlier. He's fascinating to me because he was not a good player his first three years. Mm-hmm. But then you dig into why, and it's because he was playing outside and he he is not an outside corner. No. And they moved him to the slot. And lo and behold, he was really good. So I, I again, like, this is just where I land on this. If, like, the whole build the defense front to back and you want to have a good defensive line and that and that helps out the cornerbacks. You still need like base level good cornerback play. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think their secondary is better now. Even without Jimmy Ward, mm-hmm. I think their secondary has a chance to be better this year than it was a season ago. Because I think Isaiah Oliver's a really good player. Not to take away from what Jimmy Ward did at the nickel, but I I like that they had a plan after letting Ward go. And I think the other thing with secondary is you have Diamond or Lenora who made great strides in year two. Mm-hmm. They're only going to get better in year three. And I know there were points that he struggled, but I also think he did a pretty good job. And when you saw that jump from year one to year two, another season, I mean, to me, that's his job no matter who they draft or whatever. Like, I don't think he should, any, mm-hmm. he's not competing for that position. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to see, an even bigger jump. And even with the struggles, like he also went against some really good wide receivers and made some really good plays and did a really good job. And sometimes, you know, football isn't all about the big plays, but it's, it's just kind of preventing them when nobody's noticing. That was my deep thought of the day. But no, but to that point, like that's something that's, that's such a good point about Lenore because you get like, Okay, that game against the Raiders, he had a really tough game against the Raiders, and then he gets beat by AJ Green for the like 70 yard touchdown in, in mm-hmm. week 18 against it. But like he's there, he's contesting the catch. He yes. just mistimed his jump against AJ Green. Fine. AJ Green's a borderline Hall of Famer. Probably not gonna get him, but he's close. Uh he was that Devontae Adams catch in Vegas where he's like diving one-handed. Mm-hmm. Lenore's there. Like that's just Devontae Adams being individually brilliant. And Lenore will tell you he did not catch that ball. <laughs> he, he, he will said he's, you know, he said it like, you know, multiple times after that in the locker. Like he did not catch that, but nonetheless, you're right. He was there and it's Devonte Adams. And right. sometimes players just make unbelievable plays. And that's why they're Trevarius Ward had a quote after the game against the Panthers and mm-hmm. we're in the locker room and he's talking about uh, some of the wide receivers. And someone says like, how did some of those wide receivers get you know, plays against you. Trevarius Ward said, maybe one of my favorite quotes of all time, they're millionaires too. And that's that's the reality of it. They're also getting paid. They get paid to play too. Yeah. That's such a, and that's such a like hard thing to remember Mm -hmm. because you want to be like, Hey, the Niners are better than the Panthers. All their players are better, but it's like, no, like those guys are also making a lot of money. Yeah. And Um, they're still good. Even if they're, you know, and it's matchups. Yeah. And sometimes it like you can, there can be 50 plays in a game and Trevaria's ward could win 48 of them. Exactly. So anyways, I don't know. that's a separate thing. In defense of Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> just out of nowhere. Just about Trevaria's ward and now most of the another thing. 
<laughs> uh, let's see who else is on here. Um, Jake Brendel, love it. Four years, yeah. he's cheap. Put him in at center. Also, I, don't think... I love that for him. It's like his 31 first year as a starter, and now he's getting a big contract. Good for him. Yeah, played. I I, I don't want to say really well because I don't want to like oversell him. Nobody but will. he was a serviceable center, and you got to figure like, okay, one year down as a starter, he's not competing for the job this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look for a little bit of an uptick in play from him. And then uh, the Sam Darnold one's fascinating to me, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this because okay. I've had my initial take was this, and I think this is where I still land, but I've heard extremes one way and the other okay. on what this says about Brock Purdy and what this says about Trey Lance. Oh my God. I'm of the mind that Sam Darnold, there's three buckets. And I said this on, on Candlestick Chronicles, but there's three buckets, right? They're starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Niners weren't going to sign a guy out of the starting quarterback bucket. Usually starters, guys in this bucket don't hit free agency. Lamar Jackson's there, but the Niners aren't doing that. Okay. Then there's the backup bucket. This is the like fringe starter. Baker Mayfield is in this bucket. Mm-hmm. Fringe starter, probably a backup. Um, and then there's a third bucket, which is like definite backup, maybe a third quarterback. And this is where you get Case Keenum. This is where you get um, Brian Hoyer now, Trevor Simeon, guys like that, right? Who are going to be in the league, but should probably not be playing. Sam Darnold, to me, was in between like the second and third bucket. Mm -hmm. And that's what Kyle Shanahan said at his end of season press conference. They're going to get the best possible quarterback that fits their roster, that fits their salary cap. And they signed Sam Darnold, a former number four overall pick, Mm -hmm. to a contract that is... I think three and a half million guaranteed for a year mm-hmm. with incentives up to like 11 million. So they got a quarterback that, okay, if he's QB three all year, say Trey Lance starts week one and is great. And then Brock Purdy comes back and they start Purdy or whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter who you think the starter is, but those are the top two quarterbacks, Purdy mm-hmm. and Lance. And if Sam Darnold's QB three all year, whatever, mm-hmm. it's not insane. It's not at all insane. And it probably honestly helps him next off season. If he's just QB three and there's reports like, yeah, he looked good in practice. Like he probably gets paid as a starter next year. Oh, I think that's but, very true. But is it out of the realm of possibility here? Where do you land on this? Is it crazy if Sam Darnold comes? I don't think this is going to happen. I need that to be really clear. Okay. I don't think this is going to happen. I would bet against this happening. Okay. But if you came from the future, Tracy, and you oh, said, fun. Hey, yeah. Hey, it's week six. <laughs> oh, ooh, sorry guys. <laughs> uh, and you said, Hey, Trey Lance didn't develop the way the Niners wanted him to. And mm-hmm. Sam Darnold looked really comfortable in this offense. And he winds up backing up Brock Purdy. That wouldn't, I would be surprised, but I would not be floored by that. Oh, I definitely wouldn't be floored by that. I don't, I think, I think first of all, you nailed it a minute ago when you're right. That's exactly rambling. No, but you, you're no, you were all the points you made were very valid and they were, um, they were eloquent. They were well thought out, but you really nailed it when you said that is exactly what Kyle Shanahan said in that press conference. That is. And, and that's what they needed to do. That's so, and like that they needed to find someone because of what they went through this year. And it was a weird year, but that kind of thing will stick with you. So because of what they went through this year, They had to put themselves in a position to get someone between those buckets two and three. And it's a great upside for them and for Sam Darnold. It is possible. He's a former, uh, former number four pick. I always thought that was high at the time, 
but he's been in not great situations. So mm-hmm. you put him in a situation with a Brian Greasy, with Kyle Shanahan, with with the weapons around them. You have a potential for someone that you have Brock Purdy, who's cleared to throw in three months, cleared to practice in six. Let's assume, because I'm going to assume, he's not going to be available week one. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. assume he's going to miss the first two weeks of the season. Sure. You have a Trey Lance who is coming back from an injury himself. He had the first injury, then he had two, and they've been clear it wasn't a setback, but then they had to do a second surgery. Mm-hmm. He's not played a lot of football, and in the time that he has played football in the NFL, he's gotten hurt almost every game. There was the preseason mm-hmm. game in which he hurt his hand. There was the game which he came in for Jimmy Garoppolo against the Cardinals where he hurt his knee. The game against the Texans, he got out of there unscathed. And then in week two this season, on like the first offensive series, he's out for the season. So no matter how he develops this offseason, he may develop right up to their expectations. You have to assume that at some point he could get hurt. So this, mm-hmm. so therefore you have a situation with someone that could very well start a game. And that's not any sort of negativity against Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. That's just the reality of the situation they've been in. So why wouldn't they put themselves in that position? Now, it is possible Trey Lance doesn't develop the way they thought he would. And so you do have this quarterback. I don't think that signing Sam Darnold is an indictment on Trey Lance or Brock Purdy. I think signing Sam Darnold is an indictment on injuries and the quarterback injuries they've dealt with. And they went into an NFC championship game that they thought they could win that they they definitely felt very confident that they could win and go to the Super Bowl, and they didn't because they literally ran out of quarterbacks. So yes, yes. that's my feeling on the siding. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. And if you could put yourself in a situation like that where you have a former QB1 who maybe you could make into one again as your QB3, like that's, that's why they got as far as they did last year. So... Right. There's, those are my feelings. I'm not sure if they answered your question, but those are my feelings on the Darnold signing. No, and I, I'm I'm right there with you. I there was just such a reaction, like this said something larger about no, where they does. what they think of Trey Lance or what they think Brock Purdy's gonna look like. It's just I, I don't think it's you're right. They they're in a spot where I mean, look at Kyle Shanahan's history with this team, right? In twenty seventeen. Ryan Hoyer gets hurt. C.J. Beathard has to come in. Then C.J. Beathard gets hurt, and they go to Jimmy I Garoppolo. Think Brian, I thought Brian Hoyer just got benched. If Is that what happened? Benched. I thought he got yeah, hurt he, against Washington. No, he got benched against Washington. Okay, fair enough. So, it, still, you had C.J. Beathard come in, gets hurt, gets. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in. Okay, 2018, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, he gets hurt. Then C.J. Beathard, that was the year C.J. Beathard then got hurt, and Nick Mullins came in. Yes. 19, everything's fine. But then 20, they used three quarterbacks again. Mm-hmm. And in 22, they used four quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it, it, it's just, it's, it's reached a point where if they were investing $90 million in their quarterback room, that'd be one thing. But because they have Trey Lance on this rookie contract still, and they have Brock Purdy on the cheapest possible rookie contract you can have. Mm-hmm. Even with Sam Darnold, they're investing like fifteen million dollars in their quarterback room. There's teams paying that for a backup, a hundred percent. Like that's <laughs> so. I, I'm I I understand the consternation about like oh, but 
but if Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold stinks, and what does this mean? And if he if he has to start this, like it's not they. I don't think they brought him in to be a starter or to. If he does, great. Like if a quarterback comes in and lights it up, that's good for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So I just I I think it's smart, honestly. I I, think I it's thought smart too. Yeah. Go ahead. I just think there's bet I think there's a I don't think Sam Darnold's ever going to be great, but I think there's a better version of the quarterback that's that we've seen. Uh, I think there's a slightly better version of that quarterback. Is he ever going to be super accurate? I don't think so. Is he always ever going to be a great decision maker? Probably not. But like, if you got a guy that talented as your third quarterback, your quarterback room's in really good shape. And I don't think it's not an indictment on Trey Lance, but it kind of goes back to what I said before. He hasn't played a lot of football, so they don't really mm-hmm. know what they have. I mean, they really don't. They know what they think they have. They know what they want to have. They know what they think they saw in him, but they really don't know what they have. So he has another off season. You know, it's unfortunate for Trey and this is sucky part of the business, but I always felt like last year, and I've said this before on this podcast, and this is not groundbreaking, but you know, the idea was that from week one to week 18, he'd be significantly better in week 18. Maybe they win 10 or 11 games with everybody they have around him. Then they go into a wild card and then all, then you have to see what happens in playoffs because now he's had a whole season. Now he has to do that's all over again and he's the backup. So I think it it is another insurance policy and one that I think makes a lot of sense just because like I said, they know what they think they have, but they don't really know what they have yet. And I think bringing Jimmy back wasn't just insurance policy. Bringing Jimmy back last year, I think was also, we have a window. I mean, that's the other thing. They have a window here. And I think with last year where Trey was when the season started, you know, I don't think it was like a tremendous indictment, but it was like, we have a window. He's available. He's been running this offense forever. Mm -hmm. Look at what we have around us. And we don't want to completely blow it. So, you know, I just think it it does make a lot of sense. I, and I'm curious to see how he develops. There's also, by the way, like a chance Sam Darnold's not on the roster opening day. Like yeah. also, I mean, I'll yeah. be damned. Uh, week one. I was. I'm. I'm already in baseball mode. Um, you know, week one. And so I. I don't think that that's likely. But I'm just saying, like, you just don't know what's happening. But I'm curious to see. I mean, I think we saw Brian Greasy. Jimmy Garoppolo was playing the best football of his career before he got hurt. Brock mm-hmm. Purdy. I know they were high on Brock Purdy and excited about Brock Purdy. And one of those the people who was really excited about Brock Purdy was Brian Greasy. But he still is the last pick in the draft and and look how well he played. I'm curious to see what happens with Sam Darnold. You're just trying really hard to credit the Michigan guy. Well, I don't even think I have to try that hard. He's obviously the greatest quarterbacks coach of all time. I mean, that's just I mean, so, given. so far. I mean, he's Ever. taken Mr. Irrelevant and made him relevant. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm where I land on this whole quarterback thing is if it was me and they said, Hey, what do we do? To me, there's nothing they can more important for them mm-hmm. than doing anything they can to develop Trey Lance. For sure. Like when you watch Jalen Hurts and you watch Patrick Mahomes and you you're watching that Super Bowl, it's like, can Brock Purdy, as good as he was, and as good as Kyle Shanahan's offense is, do you trust Brock Purdy to get into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes? May, maybe is the answer, 
But you look at that versus you look at what Trey Lance brings to the table in terms of mm-hmm. his the what they can do with him in the run game. And is he as fast as they thought he was? No, probably not. But I think that's something they can work around. He's turned, he's already like, he's already, I think people get so wrapped up in like the accuracy stuff. He turned so many third and nine, third and 10, third and longer than 10 into first downs mm-hmm. with his legs. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm of the mind that, dude, let him play. And if you get to week nine, and it's not working, you know you can trust Brock Purdy to come in. But I'm giving Trey Lance every opportunity until he shows in games like it's just not happening. Well, and I would say chances are, as I said earlier, it's a very high likelihood likelihood that Trey Lance starts the first Mm -hmm. two, three games. So they'll know, I think they'll know by week three or four, if he's playing great, they're not taking him out. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a, you're just not going to do that. If he's playing okay or not great, then they're taking him out. I just think that I I think that they're if Brock's ready and they're zero and two or zero and three and one and one or one and two whatever it may be, mm-hmm. then I think I, the thing with Brock Purdy that I have found the most interesting of all of it is that Kyle Shanahan trusts him more than I've seen him trust yes. any other quarterback, and there's something to be said for that, yeah. and. If you do, in fact, have the best defensive line in football, maybe the thought process, it's Patrick Mahomes. So I, I, I think the thing with Patrick Mahomes, too, to be honest with you, is like, I trust almost no one in a shootout against Patrick Mahomes if it becomes, if it turns into a shootout. That's fair enough. But I, but I think that maybe the thought process is, you know, at least for next year, you've got a, a line that can bring that much pressure, maybe it doesn't become a shootout. Yeah. That, so yeah. I don't know, we'll see, you know, that I think it could... There's some to be said for that too, but the level to which he trusts Brock Purdy to me, that's the thing to me that before he got hurt made me think he was the week one starter, no matter what next year it was. Yeah. I, I mean, he earned to me, he like really not that anyone cares, but he earned my trust and respect in that game in Seattle on the Thursday night football coming in off an injury, three days rest. So one of the toughest games to play in is like hurt, whatever. And he, and he plays so well to me, that was like, yeah. all right, this guy's the real deal. But the level to which Kyle trusts him just to to me is really the literal game changer. And yeah. his decision making is really good. And so if they know what they got, I think they go with what they got. But we'll see. Obviously, we got it's March, so we got a lot of time. But th- those are my feelings on that. No, and I I the the stuff with Shanahan and him trusting him, you can tell in his play calls, you can tell in the way he talks about Purdy. He smiles when he talks about Purdy. I've never yeah. seen him t- smile talking about a quarterback. Yeah. It's just, there's, whether you agree with it or not, like there's just so many signs that the 49ers just really, really are infatuated with, with Brock Purdy, whether that's right or not. I don't know. Instead of it was up to me, Lance would be QB one and they'd, they'd give him, like I said, eight, nine games to figure it out. But. And I guess from their perspective, potentially they gave Brock eight, nine games to figure it out. He figured it out. He figured it out quick. I even look at the Miami game and I know that they made the play calling simple and everything that was around him. But I look at the Miami game. He came in that game early and Miami mm-hmm. was a good team. They were a better yeah. team when they came into that game. The 49ers kind of broke them after that, but that was a good team and a good defense. And, you know, he did lead them. I heard someone say the other day, and oh, then he beat Tom Brady. He didn't beat Tom Brady. He beat the Tampa defense. They were a good defense, 
but right. not really a good team, but he beat them. But then it really was that Seattle game. And even we really only saw, we saw a little adversity against the Raiders, a little more adversity against the Seahawks, a little more adversity against the Cowboys. And he got through it all. So like right. there's, there's the learning on the job factor that I think has helped him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. That being said, like I've said a couple of times, I just don't believe he'll totally be ready week one. So Trey Lance will have a chance. It's just no what doubt. does he do with that chance? Yeah. Fascinating. I, fa- I think fascinating is a great word. Thanks. And that's how I want people when they <laughs> finish this podcast. I want them to be like, that was fascinating. That's what I go for. Yeah, because I think it was. Um, Javon Hargrave and his press conference, they totally switch gears, but I just want to say I appreciated this honesty. You know, but he basically, he made a comment that he kind of thought he was going to end up going to a rebuilding team. And the, when the 49ers wanted him, he said it was a very easy decision because I think for a lot of mm. free agents, it, it, this is the thing that people forget too. Like these guys have a finite amount of time to make money. And mm-hmm. for all of them, one play in their entire career is over. So a lot of times it's going to be going where the money is. And he felt like he was very lucky to have a situation that was where the money was and a really good football team. I like that. Yeah. And that's what, that's kind of the, the position the 49ers have put themselves into. Mm-hmm. Like Could you imagine thinking back on several years ago before John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan? It wasn't like that. No, it's very much the opposite. Like they were a dumpster fire, but now I think, I think they, they're generally an organization that, that people really want to come play for. Unless your name is Jim, you may want to be careful. I'm just throwing it. And that dude, no gyms allowed. <laughs> Don't no do swim gyms. <laughs> no jungle gyms. <laughs> I like the idea that someone in the cafeteria had a slim gym and the challenge was like, get that the hell out of here. Out. <laughs> no. <laughs> we only, I don't know, off brand. Gyms. Yes, exactly. I don't even know what an off-brand slim Chomps. Gym. Chomps yes. is a, that's the one they sell at Trader Joe's. I like that I just said yes, like I have any idea, but I believe you. They're I really think. good. Shout out to Chomps. Chomps forever. Yay, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> let's do this. Uh, well, this has been great. Is there anything else that we missed on this crazy week? I don't think so. I don't Maybe think we got good. to everybody. What? I said, I think we got to everybody. Oh, Demetrius Flanagan Fowles is back. Shout out. To oh, him. yes. Shout out to him. That's great. Yeah. So there's that. Um, For those of you locked into the LB3 battle, DFF is back. He is back. I think he's got a pretty good chance at LB3. Me too. And I, because I think their LB3 went to be an LB1 elsewhere as well. Yeah. He should have. So, yeah, that was quite a situation when Aziz Shire was your third line. Record. Insane. That's <laughs> insane. They, he's their third linebacker. And he'll say, he would start on every other team. And, you know, a lot is made of how they do at the later rounds of the draft, and I agree with it. But the other place where they really develop players are undrafted free agents and where they've even yeah. brought, like, they didn't develop him, but, like, Traverius Ward's an undrafted free agent. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, they're good. They're Emmanuel Mosley, Emmanuel Mosley, Aziz Alshire, uh, Matt Breida, and Jeff Wilson Jr., all 49ers undrafted free agents who got, like, second and third contracts. Yep. This, this year. Juwan Jennings got, uh, no, he, I'm sorry. He was a seventh round pick. He was a seventh round pick. Yeah. He was not, he was not undrafted, but yeah, it's just Kevin Givens undrafted guy mm-hmm. by the 49ers. Um, I, I just, they've, they've done a really, really nice job there. And I think that's, that's part of the reason you can let all the guys walk who walked. 
mm-hmm. Alshire, Ridgeway, Brunskill, Ward, Ebucom, uh, Omenahu, Mosley, Garoppolo, McGlinchey, all like key players. Mm-hmm. But players, I think that are that are ultimately replaceable, and I think you got to give this front office benefit of the doubt. Yeah, absolutely, couldn't agree more. Kyle, please let everyone know where they can find you online. As I say to everybody, please don't give out your address. Ninerswire.com where I write for USA Today Sports Media Group. Got a ton of stuff up on there about free agency. Now you can listen to Candlestick Chronicles. I host that with Chris Biederman, who's fine. It's fine. Chris is fine. Chris is okay. Um, yeah, you can listen to us there. And uh, on Twitter at Kyle A. Madsen, M-A-D-S-O-N. You can find me at 49ers Fangirl on Twitter and Instagram at Tracy Sandler. We are brought to you by Fivo. We are brought to you by Bet Online. And with that, we'll talk to everybody next time. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.